my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am. Don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of them. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the internet's only podcast with the courage to do a ritual and open a door to invite Zach Bagans to meet us in spiritual warfare. Very I'm <laughs> I'm Joel Kleinberger, but for this episode, you can call me by my witch name that Google gave me, Fabula Grail. Oh, Fabula? Fabula Grail. Well, I'm Eric Hoofnagel, and uh, I don't know if I have a witch name. Well, let's see. I've got some here. Uh, you could be uh, Cleo Moonfall. Ooh, that's a good one. Nemu Chalice, which would be kind of fun because you're oh. I'm a grail, you're a chalice. Yeah, I think Nemu Chalice. I love that. Yeah. Some of these are really, really fun. Uh, Scarth Mangle Mangle Young. Oh, Scarth Mangle Young. Ooh, Scarth Mangle Young. Oh, yeah. I love that. I want that one. <laughs> Scarth Mangle Young sounds like Garth from like Wayne's World was a fucking <laughs> pedophile. I'm gonna be Frank. Okay. Can I still be Garth? Scarth Mangle Young. I. Fabula Grail. I'd like to anoint this with a ritual based off of the ritual that Lady Snake gave in the episode. Spirits of the earth, wind, and fire, I call upon you and the gnomes of the land, the goblins mm. of the sea, goblins and of the, sea. The, okay. the goblins of the sea, yes, oh, yeah. and the hobbits of space and time Ooh. to project this broadcast straight into Zach Bagan's psyche. <laughs> I'm glad that you called it a broadcast. <laughs> broadcast. Because that's how we're going to get it into his head. We're prodding it. With that ritual especially, with the with our allied goblins and gnomes and hobbits, we will be able to get this episode to Zach Bagan's. And Eric, yeah. the other thing I want to open up with before we really get talking is a little Bible study. <laughs> Oh shit! All right, <laughs> already. Let's go. Holy, 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 holy! Our two books, you know, the the Ghost Hunting Guide for Dummies, and Zach Bagan's Living Life Through the Dead. Those are like the actual biblical texts. They are the tomes. But I found some things which are like the apostle stories in a series of short documentaries of a day in the life of each of our Ghost Adventures hosts. Oh, fuck. This was about in 2012 when they made these. So Nick is still in the picture, but just. And Aaron is such a beautiful, sweet angel. <laughs> so Aaron gets up at three and then immediately takes a big step from his bed to his big steppin' warehouse where he personally packages all big steppin' thread material and then he uses the proceeds from his big steppin' threads 
for his big stepping charity. Wow. You know, I, I think he probably skipped a step there. A big step. <laughs> um, what is that? Where he wakes up and takes a big step to his big boy bathroom and takes a big boy <laughs> shit in this big boy toilet. And then he takes a big step into the shower and he cleans his own body by himself. Oh, it smells so bad. Oh, 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 run. It's so nasty. His little short just made me tear up because he's got his big step in charity where he's given toys to kids. And then apparently he just goes around and wanders the strip of Las Vegas just like for hours at a time. And that's how he loses all of his weight. That's not possible. You can't wander weight off. You can't. I've tried it. I wander all the time and I'm still fat as shit. Well, well, Eric, I have an important question for you. Yeah. Um, uh, how big are those steps that you're taking? Oh, (laughs) does he take big steps while he's wandering around? (laughs) That is horrifying. That is like some Monty Python shit. The, the second documentary features Zach, of course. And Zach is basically, so while Aaron is like, this is my life, I'm stressed. Here's all the stuff I'm doing for people. Zach is like, yeah. This is my music studio. This is me mixing my music. No, Um, no. This is me going to the gym. And, you know, I wonder, you know, people look at me at the gym and they're like, oh, are are they thinking this guy who's lifting 65 pound weights in each hand? Is he some kind of freak? (laughs) Crazy, right? No, no. Here's my Bugatti. It's the fastest fucking production Bugatti car that they make. It's pretty cool. I like fast cars. Dude, I... I hate this. He does pull that tailspin out, though, a little bit. The fuck does he do? He volunteers in person constantly at the local humane shelter. He's got a big soft spot for dogs. And I think, Eric, we know why. Because this is 2012. After so many years of being the target of Mother Nature's attacks with her bees and cats and snakes and whatnot... I think he's trying to buy some favor. He's trying to curry favor with the natural realm. Well, see, I mean, I will say dogs are maybe the furthest from nature that animals have gotten. <laughs> they have reached the point where they are they are so in tune with humanity. Like, for yeah. instance, my roommate got a pug. This yeah. thing is made for us. If it weren't for us, it'd die. (laughs) So I get it. That makes perfect sense for a man vexed by nature. Well, speaking of being completely vexed, Eric, we come to our our final uh, little ghost boy interview show Mm. with Nick. And uh, Nick is apparently King Health Goth because he opened a fucking gym. Nick's reads like he is just like a business bro because every fucking 20 seconds in his four minute short about him is him high-fiving different groups of people that he's doing business with. Oh, Joel, do you remember the shade that Zach drops on Nick in his book? And he's like, certain people were trying Mm -hmm. to make a profit 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this this is uh, this goes deeper into the idea that that was definitely about Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zach is driving around his Bugatti. Meanwhile, Nick's over there opening gyms. And, you know, Eric, I have to send you something very important right now. Mm. Because Nick is working on another project. Because no. it's not just Zach Bagans that works no. on his musical talent. No! Okay, alright, send it. Fuck, dude. Okay. No! No, the cover! The other side! Oh, possession! I'm so excited! Witness my exorcism as I rearrange the rhythm. Coming full speed ahead when it is lodged in my friend's head. Schizophrenic thoughts imprison these visions. Two cups of blood, now you know you're dead. Going in limbo through a blazing fire. Terrified by a feral through a supernatural killer. Oh, sweet Jesus, Joel. Was this the deep cringe that you fucking that you fucking texted me about? Yeah. The the shockingly, shockingly deep cringe. And was I wrong? You were not wrong. You were no. Well, I got I got worried. I was like I was scared that it was going to be some like rape allegations, or like someone got murdered, or you know something real dark where we were like I was like oh shit so we got to stop the podcast like it's over for us we can't do this yeah but no this is fucking kerosene on the fire this is the. Most amazing fuel. I am so excited to dig into this shit, Joel. We gotta get out of this segment so we can start talking about the real final episode of season two of Come Fight Me in the Dark. Yes. Where they are at the ancient Ram Inn. Yeah. In the faraway land of England. Oh my god. And in in a town called Watton under edge which is like absolutely a village outside of hobbiton we're in the quiet town of wharton under edge in england to investigate this thousand year old building and by many accounts maybe the most haunted home in all of great britain welcome to my home i'm not getting a very uh, inviting feeling best of luck Aaron looks weird you look weird, dude. Look at me. There's something in here. Wakes you up during the night and wants to sex with you. Fantastic. She's in. She's in. She's in. She's in what? I mean, that is why I called upon these the hobbits of space and time because this is where they would congregate. No, it looks it looks very hobbity. Did you ever watch the show Midsummer Murders? No. That British crime. So Midsummer Murders is my favorite uh, British uh, crime mystery show because the entire premise is that it's crimes that are happening in little villages like this outside of the city. Ooh, that's like hot fuzz. Exactly. Yeah. Every episode starts the same way. It's like an old lady's on a bike. And she's just like, oh, I've got some jam and biscuits for the road person down the road. I'm about to go pick some lupins. And then she looks over and then she sees something and then she's later murdered. 
by the time the episode ends, it turns out that a bunch of people were fucking each other in an incestuous weird cult pile, and everybody was murdering everybody else to cover it up. I mean, that's every episode. That's village crime for you, baby. It's also one of my favorite, like, fantasy shows as an American, because, like, the, the fucking detectives will go up to an old lady's house who is a suspect for the murder, and they'll be like, ma'am, we need to ask you some questions about the murder of your husband. You are a prime suspect. And she's like, no, no, no. I can't right now. I'm far too distraught. You'll have to come back later. And she'll slam the door in their face. And then they're like, damn, we will have to come back later. <laughs> and they just leave. Brilliant. You know how we handle that in the U.S.? They shoot her. Fire it up. There's actually blanks in this. Cover your ears. I'm not blowing it. They're at the Ancient Ram Inn, which is over a thousand years old. It's so old, its history is a little hazy because it's built near the Church of St. Mary's in town, which was the church itself is over a thousand years old. And they know, according to the historian uh, C.J. Romer, that there was a house where the Mason used to live while the, that church was in construction I'm where sorry. the ancient ram inn was. I'm sorry. So wait, the, the historian's name is C.J. Romer? Yes, That it is sounds like a fucking historian from, like, Animal Crossing. <laughs> this is like a cartoon character. And he would be a badger because he's always digging around and rooting around and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and he's going around and he's, like, on his way to the next village to learn about the history. And he's carrying lots of, like, scrolls. He's got a lot of papers in his back pocket. He's yeah, got he's... scrolls. He's He's got a pickaxe. He's got a shovel. He's got everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a monocle, and it's always dropping out when he sees something cool. <laughs> gold! Get those nerds! 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 This episode gave me an appreciation for British casting agencies for... Because in America, we everybody on American TV is hot basically in like the most boring way too i'm exactly. so fucking tired exactly. of hot people my god well and that's why that's why british shows are great because they're inter interviewing real ass british people <laughs> and if you watch british like if you watch midsummer murders every single person from this episode you could just lift them and put them in the background of midsummer murders <laughs> and they would fit a hundred percent i'm sorry man i'm sorry i'm gonna have to stop you right there joel uh, uh -huh. John Humphreys is a Chad. <laughs> he is so hot. Have you heard of Incubus Haunting? It's very, very rare for anyone not to have trouble in here. Oh, yeah, I don't think he washes those sheets. There's something in here wakes you up during the night and wanting sex with you. The Incubus has been attacking you while you're sleeping here, both physically and sexually. Oh. We'll get to John Humphreys in a second. <laughs> Just really quick. The the building's old. It used to be a house for the Masons who were building the church. It then became a manor house during uh, the medieval era where they would have, you know, trials and hangings. They, they believe that it was built on top of a pagan burial ground because they keep digging up, like, knives and bones that they believe were used babies, in sacrificial... Baby skulls. I don't see any proof of baby skulls whenever I was researching no. it, but it's okay, whatever. No, there's no... They don't show any evidence at all. <laughs> it is currently occupied by none other than 
John Humphreys, who has been the owner of the Ancient Ram Inn for 43 years. And he's lived there that whole time. And when he first comes on camera at three minutes and four seconds, that smile that he has on his face <laughs> is like that same level of intense psychotic happiness that Tom Cruise was showing off in that Oprah interview. Oh, no, he is so excited to be on television. First of all, what he's fucking wearing. This is the first time we've ever done that. This is a fashion report for a fucking guest because he... Oh man. Good fucking god. Give me the thermometer, Aaron, real quick. Look, look at me, dude. Wow. Wow. Look at my body. Whoa. Check this out, man. Dude. You look weird, bro. Just to give Zach a bone, Zach is looking pretty frumpy this episode he's got massive pants he's got a massive belt buckle he's got a fucking button up with a sword on his back he just looks like a like if you pressed default on your like character creator for a zach baggins video yeah. game this is him yeah he looks like a preset option in like wwe 2012 yes, yes. Yeah. yeah yeah it'd be like it'd be like goth man yeah. <laughs> now introducing Gothman to the stage. So let's get into fucking John Humphreys. John Humphreys comes to the door. Big shit eating grin. Um, he has a button up on where he's popped the collar, but he also over it has his favorite leather jackets. Oh, yeah. With the cool zipper on the side, like kind of slightly off to the side. But he's also mm -hmm. wearing old man pants at the same time. Well, he looks like he got dressed like that to go see The Clash in 1977 <laughs> and never changed. He's never... Those, did you take a good look at those pants? It, lo it looks like not only has he been peeing in them, but he has had them piss on. <laughs> No, I've got some I've got some theories about how much piss and cum is happening inside John Humphrey's fucking abode. But first, can we talk about yeah. John Humphrey's hair? Can we take a moment? <laughs> yes, please. Can we take a moment? So, um much like Zach's hair, it looks as though John's hair hit him at a high speed from behind. Yeah. Um, he decided to avoid the comb over, and he went with the comb forward. Um, st still fully revealing how little hair he has, but it's coming at ya. And <laughs> unlike Zach's, you know, gorgeous obsidian stalactites, John's got fucking like. <laughs> butterscotch ca cotton candy i know my hair is heading that direction and i will not be doing what he has done we gotta we gotta like preface this because like i think it's pretty obvious that john has a couple of screws loose yes and that becomes evident as the episode can progresses <laughs> yeah but you and as as the episode progresses we gotta like <laughs> We got to talk about the stakes here because you mentioned, you mentioned John's pants and the piss and cum. Yes. 
because last episode was the highest stakes to date where this episode started at as the wettest haunting we've seen but per our previous conversations about wet hauntings this is the first confirmed incubus slash succubus haunting and this ghost is fucking him the ghost is fucking him every night this is our first cum based haunting and i think that really starts us off like when they walk into his bedroom i imagine that it smells like an anime fan's dorm room you know what i mean (coughs) (coughs) i'm imagining so first of all you step into this old man's cum shack uh where he's been sleeping on his couch yeah all the time and he's being fucked by this ghost who's getting getting Mm -hmm. riding him and he's got a bunch of old books and like man the if this episode were a scratch and sniff this like oh yeah this would be a great one because as the episode progresses there's so many things to smell well if this episode was a a scratch and sniff i would assume it would be an epicac (laughs) smelling salts I'm starting to smell some weird stuff too. Yeah, are you smelling that? It just hit me over here. Yeah. Kind of like sulfur. So we're we're at the point where he he comes to the door and he's got a big shit eating grin and it's so poorly staged because Zach's like Zach does the whole thing where he's like, Hi, uh, you must be Mr. Humphreys. I'm yeah. Zach. And he's like just smiling the whole time and <laughs> staring at him <laughs> as though they yeah, haven't he- met. <laughs> And this is this is when I actually had to put subtitles on because Z- Zach is kind of treating him like a small child in like how slow and loud he's talking, which is makes sense as the episode goes on. Yeah. But he's like, <laughs> I'm Zach. And then he's like, all right. And then he's like, that's Nick. And he's like, all right. And hey, Nick. And then like he then Zach is like, and that's Aaron. And then John Humphreys just goes. <laughs> and. I, I put on I put on the subtitles to try and what did it see. say inaudible? They didn't even bother with an inaudible. No. They just skipped it. No, 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 no. Like no. <laughs> it was too old and British. Yes, I'm Zach. Okay, Zach. This is Nick. How you doing, Nick? Nick, and that over there is Aaron. Hold on, Zach. Hold on, Zach. Straight up, this is this is our Ozzy Osbourne. This is our Ozzy Osbourne of of the show. He's like a Murray Silver that went down a different path. He's like a roadie for old British metal bands, and he's done so many drugs mm. that, of course, he thinks he's getting sucked off by a succubus every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We learn later. So, like, like, they start talking about the whole, like, succubus ghost thing, and he's like, there's a ghost that comes in, she wants sex. And Zach does this, like, turn to the camera oh, where he, oh. I, don't, <laughs> I don't think he knew, he, he just didn't figure out what reaction he really wanted to go with. Like, he, he doesn't know if he wants to look shocked or horny, so he does, like, a little flip between the two, like, over and over. Where he's like, yeah. oh, 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 oh. 
Zach says multiple times that this is basically like he's getting everything he wants for Christmas and he's about to be like a child locked into amusement park. I feel like I took the candy from the man in the van and we're going on a ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he he just doesn't know how to handle the concept of a sex demon, but he definitely well, knows that he's interested. It's a, it's a fantastic story because it's like the so the succubus changes gender depending on who it's trying to fuck. So yeah. so it's it's like it, it starts as a succubus and it fucks guys and gets their cum yeah. all up in it and then it keeps yeah. that and then it turns into an incubus and then shoots that cum into a lady. This whole incubus succubi thing is got me thinking like is that one of like the old foundation stones of why religious people don't like trans people because there's like this narrative throughout biblical literature oh, sure. of things like that happening yeah i mean like hermaphroditic gods and like demons and stuff like exist and it scares the shit out of the like the church you know like oh yeah like fucking baphomet's got boobs and a huge dick you know, like that, that shit scares the fuck out of them. And that's like my main yeah. search on Pornhub. So like, yeah. yeah, hey, it's it's 2020. It's almost 2022. If you haven't typed in Fuda to a search bar, that's on you. OK, <laughs> if you don't want your lover to have tits and a dick, I'm sorry. You can have your cake and eat it, too. That's right. Incubi, succubi, just be bye, baby. <laughs> Ah, fuck. I guess I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> so they, they come back and, and John, he says there is an evil in this building with a power almost equal to God himself. Yeah. Which I think is a bit of a stretch, right? Oh, no, it's it's absurd. <laughs> if we're working with a theological view of the universe, right? We've got one guy who creates the entire universe. And I think... That he, that person is a couple steps above a little shadow figure that zips around a house and makes spooky noises. And sucks an old man's dick. This activity was hot. There's only like two other people to talk to. There's Caroline Wallace, who is uh, the daughter of John Humphreys. Right. And and <laughs> Zach takes on a fucking gothsonly.com fucking date. They, they, like, sit at a little table with a little red candle, and yeah. uh, and it just, it's very awkward. Well, and it, he makes it a little bit more awkward because, you know, when you are somebody like that who gets called into a ghost show for an interview, I, I don't think that you're ready for the host to be like, hey, so let's talk about your parents' divorce, huh? <laughs> yeah. Zach also during this whole scene drops a very hard thur. Oh yeah. Oh you you I'm Don't sure worry. you caught it. <laughs> oh yeah. It's gonna be the longest and loudest thur to date. There was a, a story I think out there actually it says something about how uh, John stayed here, John Humphrey stayed here and his family kinda left. Yeah. Um, was what was there a more personal reason for that or was it more of some of the stuff going on here? The, uh, the other witness who tells us a bunch of stupid stories is David Will or Dave Williams. He kind of looks like a mirror universe Zach, where he where Zach is turned into a, a short, 
overweight, tame British goth <laughs> with his big cross and all black and like oh, vaguely yeah. attempted spiking hair who he has two stories of of people being thrown in his presence, which is I'm so sick of these throwing stories, Eric. I can't fucking deal with them anymore, man. Well, I just, I want to see it, you know? He's got two stories about a girl being thrown in the bed and his son being picked up and thrown. And then the last witness has a picture from the witch's room where you can... How do you feel about this face, in quotes, in the window? Not a face. <laughs> no. Okay, so like... It, they they debunk it on accident because they sh they're like well it was right between these two lamps see and it, it's definitely a face and then you look between the two lamps and the lamps are connected by like a little like structure in the middle which could easily look like a face if it were shot from far away in a dark room that's yeah, that's what it is lighting. they show it they yeah. show what made the face it's so bad. I took six photographs of the outside. One of these photographs shows a face. A uh, face? What? Bullshit! You've got the two lamps in the window, and you can see a face, which is... It was more forward than the actual lamp itself. So it's, it's quite close to the window. Yeah. The amount of shite yeah. that is being told to people in that. We really got to get into a couple things that John breaks up. Ley lines. Ley lines. Let's get, let's, okay, what, what's, what do you feel about ley lines? Because I did a bunch of research on ley lines. Cool. I didn't. I don't know what the fuck a ley line is. Here's the sh here's the skinny on ley lines. So first of all, this is a fucking new ass theory. Like we're talking hundred years old, maybe a little bit older. Okay, great. The original hypothesis came from Alfred. Let me uh, say that where I'm not like sounding like a fucking five-year-old doing his first science science report. <laughs> you sound like a drunk guy fucking cornering me at a bar. <laughs> I'm triggered as shit. Let me tell you about ley lines, okay? So it's it's 1920. Alfred Watkins. He was like, "Hey, man, there's a lot of coincidences out there." <laughs> no, so um, Alfred Watkins in the 1920s uh, wrote a book called "The Old Straight Track." which the hypothesis was you could draw straight lines between various historic structures in England and you and through those lines you would be able to establish the old trade routes from ancient British societies and that was immediately rejected because the the buildings of historical quote unquote importance in Britain in Europe and basically in any other cosmopolitan area in the world, there are so many places of historical significance that you could just start drawing lines anywhere and it's going to intersect a bunch of stuff. So it doesn't yeah. matter. If it's that random, it doesn't matter. The ley line theory got uh, kind of co-opted by this holy lines movement out of Germany, which the Nazis were really into. Holy lines? That whole theory is that those kind of straight lines could be uh, drawn from different landmarks in different civilizations, even across the ocean, before we had ocean travel. And that became like really popular in the 1960s with a book called Skyways and Landmarks. And this is where I get confused why Zach and the paranormal people care about it, 
because it's about fucking aliens. Like the whole ley line <laughs> thing is that <clears throat> this is ancient aliens. This is ancient aliens, right? This is the, because the ley lines are either, according to the the theorists, are uh, either guidelines for extraterrestrial craft, or they are like pinpoint cross sections of like power stations for extraterrestrial craft. This is like lazy fucking sci-fi. Well, and so, but the thing is, like, okay, between the 1960s and the 2000s, that movement had, like, a lot of people doing tests. But the funny thing is, by the year 2000, all of the ley line, like, the professional ley line theorists who were behind this and had, like, magazines and shit like that, they all gave up <laughs> because they were like, yeah, it's not a thing. I know! I know! And Zach, like, immediately when this guy's like, oh... These ley lines match up with fucking Stonehenge and blah, 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 blah. And Zach's like, this is the evidence. This is the proof. This is the proof we need, you know? And and he just looked at a piece of paper from a guy who makes all his money off of living in a haunted house. How do we get from alien power stations to ghosts? Like, that's the thing. Well, like, I mean, like, the, the, all the shit combines eventually. Like, everyone... Like, there, there's also, like, the whole, like, idea that Bigfoot is, like, an alien who can, who can like, go invisible. He can cloak himself, but he may also... Like, ghosts are also, like, part of the... You know, like, they're trying... A unified theory of... of of cryptids is difficult, <laughs> but it's been tried and it's pretty funny. <laughs> what is new for mainstream science is a high probability that aliens are with us in the form of Bigfoot. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. When John Humphreys says, uh, do you know about ley lines? Zach does not see John as a Murray Silver. Zach no. is back in full form of just running over John. He's like, shut the fuck up, idiot. Yes, I do. Here's here's my story about ley lines. Me, Zach Bagans are talking about ley lines. And then fucking... Goddamn John, he he ends his like minute long rant about ley lines and he's like, uh, okay, so why did you bring that up, John? And then you could tell John is a little bit cross because he takes a pause. He's like, well, uh, to, to show you this thing that's in my hand that I've been waiting to talk about. Oh my God. Oh my God. I almost forgot. Now why are you bringing this up? To show on the, the proof of what I'm talking about. Oh my God! So first of all, first of all, before he get, gets into this, let's let's lay the scene because they're clearly in his pantry, because right behind yes. Zach is all the instant oats a man could ever want, in a like a fucking stack, and then just behind John is all the cans of soup a man could ever want. So. Oh, yeah. You can take in the, the that's the that's your scratch and sniff cue. Scratch the <laughs> pantry patch on your come fight me in the dark scratch and sniff pad. They set this this whole thing up in a pretty funny way because Zach is trying to like set up like we're gonna go to Stonehenge and he's like, well Nick, 
And then he like pauses. Like you'd see his mouth about to say, let's go find Stonehenge. But then his eyes dart over and he sees Aaron and he's like, and Aaron, <laughs> let's go find Stonehenge. <laughs> he almost forgot about Aaron. <laughs> and then they have a skit and, about how difficult it is to drive on the other side of the road. Well, and the, the really funny thing about the whole Stonehenge thing is Zach leaves because we're on that ley line thing. That's why they go there. He, he leaves by saying, does this have anything to do with the hauntings at the ancient Ram Inn? I think it does. It's too coincidental to ignore. Which is funny, coincidental being the key word, as in, by definition, something that happens as a result of chance, despite it being unlikely. It's sort of like the like, whole, like, pull yourself up by the bootstraps thing, yeah. where it's, it, that, that literally meant, like, do something impossible. And now the right uses that nonstop. Is this a coincidence that this place and this other place are built, depending on how you look at it, in a straight line from each other? Yes. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I hate it so much that there. I. Oh my god! How could you possibly draw a straight line between these two things if they're not connected? It's not possible. No problem. So the other thing that fucking John brings out yes. are some horseshoes. Oh, I, excuse me, excuse me, Joel. One of them is a horseshoe. Oh. The other belongs to Satan. So this is where we know that John Humphreys maybe isn't working with a full stack of cards here. <laughs> um, oh my god. He he apparently found two horseshoe objects in the chimney in the bishop's room one of them he says cannot be identified it's a metal that they they don't know what it is bullshit bullshit okay so like so like yeah yeah and so there's a a normal sized horseshoe and a tiny horseshoe and he's like one of these could fit on the horse the other one it couldn't and that is from the cloven hoof of the devil himself. But that is off the devil. Now when people... It's off the devil? Yes. You yes. found this here and all this stuff here? In the bishop's room, high up in the chimney. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Yeah, it's off the devil. He says it is O F F the devil. Yes. And it is it is proof positive that devil worship is practiced there. Which, Eric, my second deep dive, hmm. there is actual religious history around horseshoes and the devil. Cool. I'm I'm fuck yeah, man. I want that tiny fucking horseshoe so bad. I want it so bad. But you're going to be disappointed because I know you like this. I, I know you're a fan of the devil. But the problem is with Mr. Humphrey's story is the horseshoes are very specifically anti-devil devices. Fuck. It is the story of the Catholic saint, St. Dunstan, who was a... a <laughs> he checks in. Yeah, he... Yeah. <laughs> Dunstan checked in. <laughs> well, it, it, it does fit... 
Oh my god. That actually fits the tone of the story of St. <laughs> Dunstan, or Chimp Saint, because the story is that uh, St. Dunstan was a metal worker and chimp and skateboarder. Mm, and cool. Th- and this is one of those stories that really makes the devil feel like not very scary. Most of the fucking stories about the devil are not scary. He's always just like, hey, what you working on there? What if you didn't work instead? <laughs> he came to the forge of St. Dunstan uh, after Dunstan had checked in and he... <laughs> Apparently was just singing songs. And so the next day, Dunstan, you know, laid in wait and he he tricked the devil and he he snagged the devil by the nose with his his blacksmith's tongs. And then he put he put horseshoes on the devil's feet and the devil was like, oh, no, my cloven hooves have been shooed. (laughs) I don't like to wear shoes. (laughs) And then St. Dunstan was like, well, you have to promise if you want those off. You have to swear that any house that has a horseshoe in it or above it or around it, you have to leave alone. And the devil's like, oh, okay, you win. Your your shoe gambit has defeated me. That is some solid marketing by Big Horseshoe. Exactly. That is such (laughs) solid marketing. Just spread the rumor that, like, the devil cannot get into your house if you have horseshoes. Fucking St. Dunstan, historically, was described as a blacksmith slash hermit and also priest. Slash fucking shyster, man. The fuck? He was making horseshoes! Exactly. He made horseshoes, and then all of a sudden he has a story about how you need to have horseshoes because he caught the devil. Man, that is brilliant. People, uh, I was about to say that people used to be so dumb, but no. No. Sorry. People are so fucking stupid. Well, it's, it's, you know, you can really just track Dunstan's uh, progress from blacksmith hermit priest to actual saint so (laughs) the whole horseshoe thing paid off for him in a big way ladies and gentlemen that's all i'm saying well there's one other thing that happened before this was uh he talked to to the uh the the witness about the scratches. And Zach is very much like, uh, yeah, Mark, marking of the Trinity. We all know that by now. Yeah, mocking of the Trinity. Uh, uh, mocking of the Trinity. Yeah, because, uh, because, uh, somebody went up in the room where he took a picture of the face, which was just the lamps, and she got scratched. Three scratches. Mocking of the Trinity. Which, okay, fine. Like, there's so many, like, weird little knickknacks. I'm sure it wasn't like she just, like, accidentally brushed one of John Humphrey's, like, weird hanging stuffed animals. <laughs> Got fucking tetanus from walking into that yeah. fucking cummy house. She opened up the door and she was, like, mid-cough. She was like, oh, God. It <laughs> smells like my little brother's fucking <laughs> wank sock. Oh, my God. Man, smells like his dustbin like what is going on <laughs> i just feel like i don't even want to talk like it's just like draining in here they cut the walk through and that's when we start with the ritual yeah the boys bring in a real witch yep lady snake uh um, our sister gotta say first glance before i even knew her name was lady snake i wrote down mm-hmm. this woman's name is kathy 
<laughs> yep. She looks and sounds like a cat. And she is dressed in, I guess, what might pass for a traditional witch robe, which looks to me like she's like a grand wizard in the KKK with a Sailor Moon <laughs> tiara. <laughs> yes! Oh my god! But okay. <laughs> Wow, yeah, yeah. Good call. <laughs> oh, wait, shit. I actually know her name. Hold on one second. I found oh, it out. Fuck. It, uh, da, 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 da. Is it Kathy? It's something like that. Oh, my God. If I called it, I'm... You're pretty close. It does end in a Y, and it's also pretty appropriate. Lady Snake's name is Wendy Binks. Wendy Binks? Yeah. Oh, that is... So... No relation to Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, that's so good, though. Oh, Wendy Binks. Oh, Wendy she Binks is wish. such a Wendy Binks. Oh, that's mm-hmm. brilliant. Oh, now that is my witch name. <laughs> <laughs> if she gave, she gave it up. She gave up Wendy Binks to be Lady Snake. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will take it on myself. This whole this whole fucking ritual is very weird because she's like, I won't even as a witch. I won't even do it. You're going to have to do the ritual. I'll open the door, but you have to do the ritual, and I'll be in my safe little circle. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. <laughs> Bippity-boppity-boop. <laughs> and she, she starts by fucking up. She fucks... Because, again, okay, witchcraft, there's a lot of, like, importance <laughs> She does in fuck up right away. <laughs> intent, it's like intention and words are yes. important. And she's like, the the elements... Uh, elementals of sylph... <laughs> please come so it's like already they're not showing up right she just offended the elementals of sylph right yeah yeah also like if she's asking them to please come like yeah the fucking succubus has got that down already yeah if they are present they have come (laughs) and then she you know her whole incantation she's bringing gnomes and salamanders into it which i love Mm -hmm. i love gnomes gnomes and salamanders hell yeah i fucking read this shit as a child i had books about this (laughs) but like i just want i want there to be a gnome that like just comes through as a spectral voice like all right boss we're here we've come from the earth what do you want (laughs) <laughs> you got the, uh, you know, fucking, uh, acorns or some shit. Are you, are you trying to promise me these boys? Cause like, I don't know. They're not going to fit in our minds. They're kind of, kind of big. I don't know. I guess we could eat them. I don't know. I don't know what gnomes <laughs> do. I don't know what gnomes do because I didn't think gnomes were part of the equation anymore, Eric. There's this really great moment where Zach is like enjoying the, the beginning of it. And then he looks at Aaron, who's filming him, and Zach's face, like, goes from, like, <laughs> this is tight, to, like, oh, shit, what's up with Aaron? And then Aaron starts, like, making a stink about the whole thing because he's a Christian. <laughs> and yeah. he's being drawn into the most satanic <laughs> fucking portal (laughs) and he's like no man no dude i don't want to be a part of it i'm not interested yeah you're you're trying to you're forcing me to go to hell bro you're forcing me to go to hell that i have to say joel is maybe Mm -hmm. the this might be the highest point of beta he has gone 
where he's allowing, yeah. he is allowing Zack to decide the fate of his immortal soul. Because the episode's got to be good. Here I am in the stairwell. Here I am, dude. Bro. Zack is, like, really trying to, like, pressure Aaron to get him to do this. And then Lady Snake, Wendy, takes away the knife and and she's like, Zack, I'm going to take this away. You're not being quite yourself. And he's just like, uh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> that was like, so what? good. That was so good. <laughs> Fucking owned. He can't be standing there waving a knife at his friends. But, like, also, you know, Lady Snake, read the room. That is not different behavior from Zack. That is exactly how Zack is always acting, pressuring his friends into doing stuff that they don't want, especially Aaron. I hate peer pressure. Don't peer pressure me, dude. We're all doing this. We're all, no, we're all doing this, Aaron. I'm not, right now, he is forcing I'm not forcing you. I am not forcing you. Cool, I won't do it. I'm not forcing you. I'm just. You guys do it. Where forces anyway? But you are. No, no one's forcing you. Have fun. I'm serious, you guys. I really don't want to do it. They didn't finish what Lady Snake was talking about. Right. But then she's just like, whatever. I already opened the door, so fine. Fucking lay down on the ground, fucking idiot. (laughs) And then Zach does. And like, okay, so this is another what? Partial possession? Uh, I guess apparently. I, I mean, well, it's not a possession because like he's still Zach. Clearly, he's still Zach, but like he's like witnessing the world different or something because he's never been below <laughs> Aaron. Now he's on the ground looking up at Aaron, and he's like, "Oh, what the fuck, dude? You look fucking weird, bro. What?" He is he is looking from where Aaron is usually staring up at Zach's <laughs> hanging phallus. Lord, his large Chad cock. He is about to make his own cum ritual with Aaron. He is going to communicate through the cum. Mm. He's got cum communication. Did you yeah. hear that cum communication? Yeah, he's like, you, you be the succubus, I'll be the incubus. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> but um bump. Okay. So this is a come heavy episode. Wipe it off my hand if you don't like it. Dude. No, don't do it. Listen, man. No, this don't do it with you. Okay, but this is this is when the altar growls. What what do you think? How do you think about that spooky growl? If it happened, it's very scary. Um, but the way Lady Snake reacts, it looks like someone being forced into some improv and not knowing how to, to how to deal with it. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, oh my god, oh, oh my god. And then there's a second noise, and then she goes, she fully just drops the character. She's like, did you hear that? Oh, like all pretense of being like a witch that's used to this shit is out the door. Right <laughs> yeah, away. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fucking done. <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely done. Then they they get into the uh, the lockdown. Is there anything that we missed? Everyone got cold. That's it. <laughs> Everyone got cold. 
in the basement of an old building in England. What well, looks like the fall because the next scene, as they're getting ready for the lockdown, John Humphreys is out there looking like the fucking kid in Christmas Story. He's so <laughs> bundled up with his gloves and his scarf. <laughs> yes, it's brilliant. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. This is like low-key one of my favorite moments in the episode because, first of all, John doesn't seem to get the premise because he keeps trying to go back into the building. <laughs> and Zach yes! has to keep like... No, 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 back. no. We, we are going to be in there. We're going into the cum shack. So the other part about this I really like is that we get introduced to John Humphrey's grandson, who has the just a really wonderful country accent. Oh my God, Mark. Me and a friend, yeah. uh, three years ago, we was down there having a drink or drink with John. Yep. We hear some noises. We thought, what was that? We walked out to the stairs, point blank on the stairs, there it was. The Incubus. Incubus. He is, I mean, obviously never been on TV before. Just like his granddad. And he is so fucking excited. They don't even ask him any questions because I think they're just so tired of him being there. Because yeah. he's the first one to tell them that he saw the the succubus in person For sure. right in front of him. And they don't yeah. ask him anything. I'm like, no, no. what does it look like? What did it do? <laughs> How did you feel? Did you smell cum? Was it John in a robe? Because <laughs> I, I like the setup for the story is like John had these children down for a couple drinks in his basement. Yeah. This kid looks young. And I know the oh, drinking yeah. age is definitely lower over there, but. Whatever. No, he was definitely like 16 when he was drinking there. You want to explain yourself? Who are you? Grab that towel right there, please. Wrap it around yourself, and please sit in that stool. How is that? The first thing that Zach does is uh, he goes to John Humphrey's bedroom at 10 p.m., because that's usually when John goes to bed, under the premise that that is when he might be able to coax... Uh, the ghost over to him. Everyone involved knows how fucking nasty yeah. it is that he's laying down on this old man's cum couch. Yeah, I, I imagine that it sounds like crisp autumn leaves <laughs> crushed <laughs> under yeah, your some, foot. Some very satisfying leaves. <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> Because that, that blanket is from the 70s. That is a 70s-ass yeah. blanket. No, he hasn't fucking changed the sheets since the 70s. This is why his family left. Oh, man. Sure, but I mean, there are white pieces in there. So Zach leaves the bed that is mostly cum, and he runs out and goes into the inn proper with everybody, and they get a they get an EVP that says, I don't like you, according to them. <laughs> I don't know, man. That one, like, that one got me. That was like an, that was yeah. an oh my god for me. Like, when I heard that, I was like, ooh. I'd say that's a, a pretty decent one. I, I wouldn't say it's an oh my god. Like, my barometer now is 
it's the god. Like that is the oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh that's that's your oh my god. Yeah. Oh we definitely have a couple of those in this episode. Don't react to it. We want. Them I don't want them to. I don't want them to get jollies out of just us reacting to the little pathetic noises. They're gonna have to do a little bit more than that. The next thing they actually get. This is actually this. This is probably what I would say is the most oh my god moment of the show is they hear the room for the bishop's door start jiggling really hard, like, yeah. And it's funny because I found a short documentary that somebody had made, like, in that town about that, where they interviewed uh, Mr. Humphreys, like, on Vimeo. And that is something that John brings up in that short documentary is that is like a nightly occurrence is that door something tries to open it oh that's so fucking scary fuck that this is one of those things where it's the door gets shaken they keep hearing that banging noise of the door and then like they think for some reason it's in the attic which leaves Aaron shooting towards that door, probably because he's the only person with any sort of sense of where things are, and he's the only smart he person. He just doesn't really. want to come back. Yet again, he just yeah. doesn't want to come back. He's just got to film it all, get it all done, <laughs> go back to church, do his big step to the altar, get that fucking yeah. Eucharist, get it over with. He took a big step away from the church for this episode. <laughs> he's going to take two take big steps back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I ain't joking, dude. I would call me the vagina, but I would like to get the fuck out of here. He's shooting towards the bishop's room door, and they get he gets a the for the first time in a really long time, the first moving shadow thing that they say is on screen where I actually kind of dude, see it. Okay, okay. So, so, so the whole thing is like it's such a buildup because they're like we you hear the the thumping in the attic and they're all like holy shit that was upstairs and nick is like it's in the attic let's go and then they like start going up in the attic and it's actually pretty spooky that they're going up in the attic and then yeah. they find another altar up there which is like extra spooky you know mm -hmm. they're like oh shit there's like candles and a fucking altar and like an onk symbol and shit and then aaron and then, like, well, you think, like, something's going to happen. It's, like, such a buildup. And then Aaron's like, oh, yeah. dude. Oh, I got something. Oh, dude. And he says he got a shadow mm -hmm. figure crossing his camera. And, I mean, to me, it looks like someone's finger going over the fucking, like, the red light it's one of those things with the shadow shadow forms like that where it's just like so fast that it's basically like blanking you miss it like it's it's not very compelling no no it's not it's not it's not great but he thinks he's got it he's like oh you good i want to show you this are you yeah, ready yeah. Holy yeah. Shit, did you get something else i got something else <laughs> The banging noise and with the associated like whoosh of the little shadow figure is kind of fun. It's one of those like cause and effect haunting things that I enjoy. Yeah. But what what I really like is after this, they go to investigate the bishop's room. And at 32 minutes and 54 seconds is this when this happens, 
uh, they, they are doing the shot where they scan around the bishop's room and, and they, they hold on the weird little stuffed monkey on the bed in there. Yes! And it's just got like this like little frumpy like side-eyed glance like, Mondays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> this is when they decide to split up. And this is, I think, the most evil thing that they've ever done. Oh, oh, so when far. they decide they just they're like, oh, well, the episode's not going so great. So it's time to torture Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The most deadly form of punishment was known as the iron gag. Where are we going to put Aaron to put Aaron in the barn? Exactly, 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 exactly. Do it. Please don't hurt it's it's time to not only on our televised our, our like nationally televised show to make a fat joke at Aaron. <laughs> oh my god! So this is something we didn't mention before was that there's the barn, and that's where they they apparently found all the children bones, and that's where that person was thrown, and so they're like, well, let's put Aaron in there. And then Zach does yeah. the whole comment about like how Ooh, it's probably gonna have to be a lot of ghosts because he's pretty fucking fat. Yeah. And then they close the door and they put a fucking log against the door, just locking him in there. It's like great. Let's just let's just add an OSHA violation to make <laughs> sure that Aaron can't escape. I'm pretty sure Zach. That if he if this was a union produ- production, they just broke some rules locking him in there like that. There's definitely it's not a union production. <laughs> He's the only fucking equipment tech, and they're like, "Fuck yeah. you, stay in here." And uh, where are we gonna put Aaron? To put Aaron in the barn? Exactly, exactly. Right down there. Down there. Is Aaron? What's up, Aaron? That's your goal, Aaron. Aaron. Who's ever in there, piss him off enough for him to do it. I know you're heavy, so it might take a couple spirits to pick you up, okay? Why don't you like me? Nick and Zach go to the witch's room, and Zach says a bunch of mean stuff about witches. (sighs) Fucking alienating our fucking fan base, our witches and warlocks. Yeah, he's he's entirely witchist. He just assumes that witches were responsible for all the sacrificing of the infants and not like the Catholics or whatever. It's bullshit. They get the growling EVP that says get out of here. Oh yeah. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's good. It's good and that's when they he decides to split off from Nick. Right? And force Nick to stay in the witch room by himself. Yeah, and Nick does not Nick does not want it. And it's so clear. And he's like, no, oh, oh no, wait, 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 oh no. Yeah, Zach is like, you stay here and, and then Nick is like, by myself? Yeah. Daddy But the ghost witch like swings and said to get out of here, man. Maybe we should just get out of here. <laughs> oh, <a> witch! <laughs> so yeah, now Zach goes into the uh, the other room. He he like sits down in a chair and he's doing his master taunting. He says some shit, and then there's this like woman laughing. And it is yeah. so, it's clear as day. 
That that's a that's a pretty oh my god one. That <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> fucking Nick is next to the altar, next to the 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 ring where the the witch opened a fucking portal and he's standing yeah. in it and he's and they're like, "Well, we can't even tell you how many fucking EVPs he picked up because it's nonstop." There's like different voices, there's thumping, there's like a woman talking. It sounds yeah. like someone just like just like scanning through radio frequencies, but like multiple at the same time. Yeah, and and not on a fucking dumbass spirit box, but in just real time. Like that's what <laughs> yeah. a spirit box would sound like if it's real. Yeah, way better than a spirit box. <laughs> Nick, suck. I'm gonna set this right here in between my legs, because that's where I heard the incubus likes it the best. Come on, incubus. They they unseal Aaron. And that's when they all kind of leave. But the static night vision camera uh, in one of the rooms picks up another voice. And I feel like they're kind of stretching here. Cause yeah, yeah. Zach says, did we pick up a voice of the witch bragging about its taunts turned on us? It has a distinct <laughs> English accent. I'm special. I didn't hear anything close to English accent or taunting or I'm special, but okay. And then the, the episode ends with Zach talking about his wet dream where a long haired <laughs> lady did spooky fingers in his face and he woke up with a scratch. Well, three scratches, which, yes. uh, excuse me, mocking of the Trinity. The mocking of the Trinity. Which only Aaron noticed. Aaron was, you know, breathing deep into the nape of Zach's neck. <laughs> yeah, he's sniffing. In in the shonen anime that is Ghost Adventures, Zach is the Sundere tyrant, and Aaron mm. is the wee uh, otaku senpai who wants to breathe into mm, the Sundere's yeah, neck. Yeah. And he's like, uh, baka. <laughs> <laughs> Zach definitely is, is is the character whose mouth moves the, the least and he looks down a lot and like his like eyes are like shadowed by his his like scary hair and and Aaron has the constant like wide mouth every time he talks his mouth <laughs> takes up 80% of his face yeah and he does a lot of like freak out motions where he's like goes into like super expression where his arms are like yeah. balls and spikes around him dude I god damn it every time you mention this shit I just want a fucking ghost adventures anime so bad it would be so good so good. We already have the template because they made an anime out of Supernatural, and we already know that Zach Bagans is Supernatural's biggest fan, and that's what he aspires to be. So we're pretty close there. It it can be done. Someday, baby. If we if we get our way in the world, we're gonna make this happen. Oh mm -hmm. man, here's here's a reason to share the podcast with those you love or those you hate depending on how yeah. you feel about what we've been doing. Depending on how much you think people will enjoy us talking about cum or not talking about cum. <laughs> Mostly talking about cum. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out, I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. 
the the so that's how the episode ends with the wet dream and the spooky fingers and then they all laugh and like let's get out of here and then that's it so what do you what do you fucking think about this episode how would you rate it eric i mean they don't pick up anything vis- visible not a single thing eh, shadow shadow figure kind of <laughs> fuck it that that i was so disappointed by that shadow thing Nah, it was a fucking finger. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, nah, nah, sure, maybe. I'll give them that. They picked up the shadow figure, quote-unquote, moving real... The ghost goes quick, uh, part two. Mm-hmm. The ghost goes quicker. Little Timmy heard the succubus <laughs> coming, and he was wondering <laughs> if it was his turn to be sucked. Suddenly, the incubus released the cum. And he had to go quick to go to the bathroom to wipe the rest of the cum off of his stomach <laughs> where he was blasted on. Anyways. Blasted on. My favorite dinosaur. <laughs> I think that the EVPs are maybe the best of any episode. And I, I, I that really got me. So I'm, I'm going to give this a higher rating than normal than I normally would, but it's probably like a 7, 7 or 7.5 for me. I feel like they should have ended the season with Moon River Brewery because I think it's an altogether better episode. It is. But it's not the worst thing to end a season on. It's pretty fun. I would say like a 7. Yeah, like a a 7. Just a solid 7. And I, I, I shudder to think what we're going to say, Eric, but I do think that it is time... For the ritual to go to the next step. And it's, it's time for me, Fabula Grail, and you, Scarth Mangle Young, slash Wendy Binks, to challenge Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. Oh, come here, you bad boy. You cummy boy, come and fight us. <laughs> yes, that is spelled this in this particular episode. It is come C U M. Fight yes, us in the dark. Come fight us in the dark. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. I I did not go with a come based, not necessarily a come based challenge although okay what i want to do definitely doesn't close the door on cum related hijinks okay great because we've we've seen zach you know participate in two rituals now and both times he's been a little bit on edge so i kind of want to go almost like a drinking game where it's Mm. you go shot for shot Mm. except for it's ritual for ritual we face off in a haunted location on ley lines for whatever fucking reason. Whatever. Sure. Ley lines. <laughs> we'll go to the fucking pyramid, Zach. You just draw an X on a, on a fucking map anywhere and you say they're ley lines and he'll go. So I want to go to a place with ley lines because wank, wank, wank. And I want to participate in as many rituals, you know, tit for tit tit for tat rather (laughs) you know we get a catholic priest to you know like do some demonology shit we get a witch we get a voodoo priestess we get some like shinto monk we do everything until either zach taps out 
or we have opened as many doorways to the spiritual realm as possible. And we know how Zack is. We know how Zack is with doorways. Look at these doors. This is it, man. Get a guy that is obsessed with hunting down evil spirits and put him in the center like this, and he's got so many options, so many doors. Well, Joel, I very much enjoy this, but I came from this from a very different angle. Is it more cum-based? Yes and no. This is maybe the third or fourth episode where Zack brings up the scratches and the mocking of the Trinity. Oh, he loves it. He, he loves it. He does not want the Trinity mocked. And so I will be showing up to this ghost off dressed like a little jester. <laughs> and my whole okay. point will be to mock the Trinity so much <laughs> that Zack cannot even lift a finger against me. And, uh, Joel, I have written a fun little uh, jaunt, a oh, mocking good. jaunt against the Trinity. Uh, I wrote this last night um, in bed, slightly inebriated and giggling to myself. So... Are you ready? <clears throat> for just for the audience, will you be wearing like cum white clothes? No, I'm wearing I'm wearing like like Harlequin, like like diamond, you know, uh, black and red. Mm -hmm. But my dick and balls are are ripped out and they're hanging. <laughs> and I'm dancing about like a fun little little jester. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and I say. You three, so holy you be, the ghost, the son, and the father are thee, a three-way tryst, limp of the wrist, incestuous orgy where buttock is kissed, the father and son with cocks erect, lay with the ghost whose acts they direct, suck me, calls the father, nay me, calls the son. But the ghost resists and presents only his bum. The father, <laughs> the father steadfast and hard as iron, enters the ghost who screams like a siren. But before he could finish, something happens quite British. The father feels his own bum become occupied by the sun. And lo, <laughs> And lo, the three become one, as all of them come! A sexual affinity, <laughs> the Holy Trinity! <laughs> Was that mocking enough? That's the probably the, the strongest challenge, because I can imagine <laughs> the, the level of energy that that would create after all of the rituals we're me and him and his boys were all just covered in blood and excrement and various symbols and then i pull out from like a little bag a tiny little coronet and like 
And now for the entertainment, the comedic style of the jester, Scaroth Mangle Young. I step out from behind a little, a little curtain with my yeah. pointy shoes and my dick and balls are hanging out. I mean, I think what you've just done is probably broken Zach's mind and also probably you this is the first challenge that I think where Aaron might actually get involved and punch you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come come fight us in this come fight us in the dark, Zach, if you can handle that kind of shit. <laughs> Not many can. Not many can handle that level of shit. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? That's not gonna make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Thank you, Eric. That is what a beautiful way to wrap up this wonderful experience with you. Oh. Season two in the can, baby. God damn it! We've what a season it. it has fucking been. What a crazy season it's been. It started real bad. It started real bad. It started real problematic. It got worse and worse on both counts. And then it got so good. We've we've been introduced to this in this season to just fucking pillars of the paranormal world and Richard Sennett and Murray Silver. We have established that cum is very important in hauntings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And Eric, I love you, buddy. <laughs> I let you. I I gave you a little airtime there to say it. I love you too, Joel. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and to our witches and warlocks, stay coming out there. <laughs> keep coming. Keep coming, witches and warlocks. Keep coming. Just keep coming. And you keep coming back to this show. <laughs> For whatever reason you do, please keep coming with the CUM. Coming back to this show. We love you, Eric. <laughs> Good, Good night. Fans. Love you. <laughs> Good night. All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. Me and Eric really appreciate it. We love doing this nonsense. So if you love it, please follow us on Twitter, at CFMITD. Please send all of your questions, your fan art of Zach doing horrible things to Aaron, to Aaron, spelled A-A-R-O-N, is a bottom biatch, B-I-A-T-C-H, at gmail.com. Find us on Podbean and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave us a review, like us, give us some five stars. It helps promote the show. If you want to share it around, show your friends, we would really appreciate it. Thanks. We love you. Have a good night. <laughs>